Rocks rolling down the slopes of a rumbling volcano, pushing other bigger rocks on their way, and eventually tumbling down into the ocean in a humongous cascade, causing a wave the height of which the world's never seen before. This is what might happen if the Helena slump of the Hawaiian Big Island falls off into the water. The Kilauea volcano is far from dormant. The latest eruption occurred in 2018. Its eruptions are usually accompanied by earthquakes of different magnitudes. And with each quake, the magma rocks on the slopes of the volcano shift down. These rock formations are called slumps, and the Helena slump is the most notorious of them all. In 1868, the shift of this slump caused a tidal wave rising as tall as 60 feet. But what's most troubling is that some 110,000 years ago, a landslide here led to one of the most powerful earthquakes ever, which in turn led to a mega-tsunami of over a 1,000 feet in height. Scientists are worried that such an event may repeat in the future. If that happens, the wave might engulf the whole of Hawaii and easily reach both North and South American coasts. Geologists are quick to reassure, though, that a landslide like this is unlikely to occur anytime soon. It's just too early for that. But when it finally does, the consequences will be catastrophic. Have a nice day! Yellowstone National Park in the western USA is world-famous for its dazzling views, and especially the colorful Grand Prismatic Spring at its very heart. But we should all stay aware that Yellowstone is, first and foremost, an enormous caldera, basically a slumbering supervolcano. The difference between a regular volcano, like Kilauea from earlier, and a supervolcano is that the latter is thousands of times more powerful. Imagine an eruption spewing tons of huge rock and rivers of hot lava, pumping out clouds of ash that make countries stop air travel for weeks. And now multiply all of this by a thousand. This is what a Yellowstone eruption would look like. At first, a huge area in the middle of the national park would shake, crumble, and then blast upwards in a megaton explosion. Lava flows and magma rocks would cover the area of about 40 square miles, roughly half of Washington, D.C. But the greatest danger is the volcanic ash. The ashen plume would rise miles above and get carried by the wind in every direction. Since the eruption would be far from ordinary, the spread and damage would also be much greater than usual. The ash is thick and heavy, so it would cover a vast area in a blanket, destroying crops and even buildings. Worse still, it would spread in the air and block out the sun, leading to a drastic drop in temperature and an artificial winter. Even regular volcanoes can lower temperatures worldwide by a few degrees. A supervolcano may potentially cause a new ice age. Luckily, the chances of Yellowstone supervolcano erupting in the near future, or at all, are extremely low. There have been only three of those in the history of Earth, and there's no evidence such a disaster should repeat. Scientists estimate the probability at 0.00014%, which is lower than the chances of an asteroid wiping us all out. Speaking of which… If dinosaurs could talk, and were at least still alive for that matter, they'd tell you that asteroid threat is as real as it gets. Scientists at NASA say they've tracked 90% of all near-Earth asteroids of significant size, and none of them are a matter of any concern. But there are still the other 10% in the great unknown. What's more, asteroids can change their line of flight because of the pull of other celestial bodies and eventually turn our way. 
Lucky us! Now, if an asteroid big enough, like a mile across, hits the Earth, it will first cause an explosion powerful enough to erase a dozen big cities in a matter of seconds. Then, the impact will raise a cloud of dust and debris that will block out the sun, just like the ash cloud from a volcano, and cause a centuries-long winter on the whole planet. But even if it falls into the ocean, which is more likely, a resulting wave will rise several miles high, washing coastal cities off the face of the planet. But at least there won't be a new ice age. Although scientists are pretty sure there's no such threat in the near future, it can't be ruled out completely, and humanity needs at least five years to prepare for this event. If a big near-Earth asteroid suddenly changes its course and turns right toward our planet, we won't stand a chance against it. Disaster movie, anyone? A much more probable calamity, though, rests right beneath our feet. It's the San Andreas Fault in California. The fault has been ready for rupture for years now, and scientists estimate that an earthquake along this line is likely to occur in the next three decades. And when it happens, it won't be nice. They expect a magnitude of 8.0, which is comparable to some of the most devastating quakes in history. It's all the more dangerous since California is home to some of the most populated cities in the western US, including Los Angeles and San Francisco. High-rise buildings are common there, and they're particularly vulnerable against underground shakes. The San Andreas earthquake might cause a whole lot of damage both to cities and countryside. In the worst-case scenario, the ground might break apart, destroying buildings, farms, and changing the landscape altogether. Still, scientists believe that the probability of such a quake is only 7% for the next 30 years. So there's a rather big chance, um, 93%, that we'll never see that in our lifetime. Yet, there's another earthquake hazard not so far away from the previous one. The mega thrust in Chile. The country sits right above the subduction zone, an area where two tectonic plates meet and go one beneath the other. At the place of their meeting, stress has accumulated because of their continuous movement, and once that strain is too much, a major earthquake occurs. Chile has experienced a lot of quakes in the recent years, and scientists are worried those might be preparing the area for a really big one. They believe a great earthquake is due to happen before the end of the century, and it might be devastating to the coastal area. Even smaller quakes caused tsunamis that flooded the west coast, and a huge one like that is likely to raise a wave of incredible height. On the bright side, Chile now knows to prepare in advance for the coming natural disasters, and geologists are pretty sure people will be able to evacuate before the earthquake strikes. In September of 1859, astronomer Richard Carrington was looking at the sun and suddenly saw a bright flare on its surface. He made a note of it in his records, but only realized how important it was a couple of days later. The energy from that flare reached Earth and struck it directly, causing northern lights to appear above Cuba and burning telegraph lines all around the world. This was dubbed the Carrington Event, and it was a solar storm. The Boxing Day Tsunami, Indonesia. An undersea earthquake starts in the morning. Its tremors cause a series of tsunami waves. The largest reaches the height of the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Unzen Volcano Mega Tsunami A powerful volcanic eruption triggers a landslide from a 4,000-year-old lava dome. 
it sweeps through the city of Shimabara and reaches the sea, setting off a mega-tsunami. The Vajon Dam mega-tsunami, Italy. A landslide drags 9 billion cubic feet of forest, soil, and rock into the lake. A dark wall of water covers the sky over a tiny village at the bottom of the Vajon Dam. Then, with a deafening roar, the wave overtops the edge of the dam, taking out everything in its path. Mount St. Helen Mega Tsunami, USA. As the volcano erupts, the upper 1,500 feet of Mount St. Helen collapses into a massive landslide. Part of this avalanche plunges down into nearby Spirit Lake, which splashes the lake waters into a series of waves almost as tall as the Eiffel Tower. Alaska's Latuya Bay Tsunami. A landslide caused by an earthquake creates a mega wave. It surges over the headland and washes away trees, plants, and soil down to bedrock. Molokai, Hawaii. A third of the East Molokai volcano caves in and collapses into the Pacific Ocean. This causes a tsunami the size of the second tallest building in the world, Shanghai Tower. The waves reach Mexico and California. The Yucatan Asteroid Tsunami. The asteroid, which is rumored to have wiped out dinosaurs, strikes the Yucatan Peninsula. It creates a mega-tsunami, the largest in Earth's history. The first wave's almost twice bigger than the world's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa. Hurricane Mitch Mitch forms in the Western Caribbean Sea. Soon it strengthens to become the eighth most powerful Atlantic hurricane ever. The storm pours 4 inches of rain per hour for two days in Honduras. It causes terrible mudslides and floods. Hurricane Allen Rare and extremely powerful, the storm is one of the few to reach Category 5, the highest possible. It causes more than $2 billion in damage. The Great Hurricane After tearing down Barbados, the storm moves on. It strips the bark off the trees growing on Martinique and St. Lucia and travels further. This horrific natural disaster lasts for six days. Hurricane Dorian It's the most powerful tropical cyclone to hit the Bahamas. The hurricane flattens most of the structures on the islands and sweeps them into the sea. Hurricane Wilma The storm occurs in the Caribbean Sea near Jamaica and heads to the west. Two days later, it gathers enough power to turn into the most intense hurricane ever recorded in the Atlantic Ocean. Hurricane Patricia A regular storm develops a well-defined eye and turns into a Category 5 hurricane within a mere 24 hours. At one point, it travels faster than a Ferrari moving at its top speed. It makes Patricia the world's most intense tropical cyclone ever recorded. Kamchatka Earthquake It happens in the early morning 80 miles away from the shores of Kamchatka. The earth tremors produce a tsunami. The first two waves are catastrophic, up to 60 feet high. The third one's much weaker. Valparaiso Earthquake, Chile It happens at about 5 a.m. along the boundary of two tectonic plates. The tsunami, triggered by the earthquake, wipes out 620 miles of Chile's coastline. Tohoku Earthquake, Japan The first earth tremors start at a great underwater depth. The earthquake is so strong, it moves Japan's main island. It shifts the planet on its axis by up to 10 inches and increases its rotation speed. The disaster also triggers a tsunami with 133-foot-high waves that travel 6 miles inland. 
Indian Ocean earthquake, Sumatra. A rupture along two tectonic plates sets off an undersea earthquake. It begins at about 8 a.m. near northern Sumatra, Indonesia. It makes the planet vibrate nearly a half inch and sets off earthquakes all over the world up to Alaska. Good Friday earthquake, Alaska. The most powerful earthquake recorded in North America lasts for 4 minutes and 38 seconds. A 600-mile-long crack causes terrible landslides and a 27-foot tsunami. Areas 200 miles away get raised by 30 feet. Other places permanently drop 8 feet. Valdiva, Chile The great Chilean earthquake starts in the afternoon and lasts for no less than 10 minutes. The disaster affects an area the size of California. It triggers tsunamis that reach the shore of Hawaii, Japan, the Philippines, Australia, and New Zealand. The average tornado usually lasts less than 10 minutes, but there are exceptions. El Reno Tornado It's considered the world's largest tornado based on width. At its peak, the twister reaches 2.5 miles across. The Perryville Tornado, U.S. It occurs at about 2 a.m. and starts with snapping hardwood trees and breaking down stone constructions. Then the whirlwind becomes stronger. It levels two-story buildings, flips and tosses cars as if they were toys. Bridge Creek Moor Tornado When the twister gets into the town of Bridge Creek, its width is at its peak, 1 to 1.5 miles. The wind speed of the tornado reaches more than 300 miles per hour. This natural disaster causes $1 billion in damage. Manitoba, Canada An outstanding tornado rages for nearly three hours. It breaks tons of trees and utility poles, damages roads and farmhouses, but miraculously misses every town on its path. If there were cataclysms on Earth every five minutes, living conditions on our planet would be almost the same as 4.5 billion years ago. Back then, seas and oceans boiled, lightning struck everywhere, tectonic plates changed their shape, lava flowed from volcanoes, and worse, no internet. <laughs> the Earth resembled a vast boiling cauldron where life was gradually being created. If it starts to boil again, this cauldron could destroy almost all life on the planet. Hmm, consecutive cataclysms. Won't hurt to pretend. Let's imagine, shall we? Good morning! You wake up in a small underground bunker. The seismic sensor indicates that a 7-point earthquake will start in a few minutes. You pack a huge waterproof backpack and go upstairs. The underground bunker is protected from seismic activity. It moves with the ground, so you're safe here. But you need to leave the shelter because supplies are low. Also, yesterday, you picked up a radio signal telling all survivors to go south immediately. The coordinates they gave aren't far from your location. You have to hurry, though, before the landscape changes again. You open the hatch and find yourself in the middle of the desert. The sun is almost invisible beyond the gray sky. The ground is shaking, but you're not afraid. There are no houses or buildings, nothing to fall on you. You keep your balance perfectly, and the earthquake doesn't knock you off your feet. It's like jumping on a trampoline. The only danger is the deep chasms in the ground, but you can easily jump over them. After such an extreme morning warm-up, you decide to have breakfast. You take a tin can out of your backpack. You have a few minutes before the next disaster, so you eat and remember how your great-grandfather told you how all this started. 
Before all of this, the planet was divided into territories called countries. Millions of people lived in them, and then something terrible happened. The tectonic plates started to move, and the air temperature and atmospheric pressure began to rapidly change. In one day, earthquakes destroyed entire cities. Tsunamis and floods washed away the remaining ruins. Volcanic ash blocked the passage of sunlight. Forest fires destroyed almost all vegetation, and eruptions poisoned the air. Only a few people managed to adapt to such harsh conditions, and you are a lucky duck to be one of them. As you finish your breakfast, you're distracted by another ground tremor. Time to move on! Many people travel around the world alone, as they consider it a safer way of life. Some people form small communes, but no one ever stays in one place for too long. Your whole life is in motion, but you don't panic. One of the main rules during natural disasters is to remain calm, so all survivors have steel nerves and excellent physical training. You run a few miles south and suddenly smell something strange. You put on a gas mask. The earthquake has created a limnic eruption. Natural carbon dioxide is released from the ground to the surface. You feel comfortable in a gas mask, but can't run fast while wearing it. Far up ahead, you see a green forest, a rare place that was not affected by fires. You take off the gas mask and go to the tree to take shelter in the shade from the scorching sun. This green area is rich in vegetation. Colorful flowers, strawberries, and many other berries grow here. But you're concerned. Such fertile land comes from being near volcanoes. It spews underground magma rich in vitamins and minerals, so vegetation grows. You can see a high mountain in the distance. This is the volcano. An underground push occurs again and provokes an eruption. You gather strawberries and run away from this place as far as possible. Lava pours from the volcano's mouth and makes a fire in the forest. You unhook a folding scooter with a motor from your backpack and drive away from the fiery mountain as fast as you can. The sky is covered with volcanic ash, but this is not for long. A strong wind flows, grows with each passing second. You realize a hurricane is moving in your direction. You take out a small shovel and dig a hole in the ground. The soil is dry, but you have enough strength to dig a small ravine in a couple of minutes. You dive into the shelter and cover yourself with a protective tent. The hurricane blows the volcanic ash in different directions, and the air becomes clear again. But the fire doesn't stop. The wind spreads through the forest. You get out of the ravine and put on the gas mask again. There's a lot of smoke around, and it's unbearably hot. You know the hurricane couldn't just appear without any reason. Hurricanes are formed when warm, moist air collides with the sea surface and rises to the sky, so there's water nearby. Great, because you're thirsty and want to cool down. A loud sound erupts behind you. You turn around. A massive wave of water approaches the fire. Without panic, you take your life jacket out of your backpack, remove your gas mask, and put on a diving mask and fins. The wave blows you off your feet, but you don't drown. Over the years of survival, you have learned to swim very well. You grab a passing tree and wait patiently for the flood to be replaced by another natural disaster. For five minutes, you sail under a black stormy sky that sparkles with lightning. Despite the waves, you try to row south. It's getting pretty cold. You finally see the shore. But this is not a land, but ice. A strong wind brought a cold cyclone, 
which caused a fast temperature change. It's like you're in Antarctica. Snow and blizzards are all around. It's freezing, but you take out a thin space blanket made from foil and walk slowly south. Under your clothes, you put crumpled paper, bubble wrap, pieces of cotton. All this also helps to warm your body. Along the way, you collect several bottles of snow to melt later. Icicles form on your face, and you can't see because of the snowstorm. Suddenly, the snow begins to squish under your feet. The ice melts and turns into water. A hot stream of air blows into your face. You find yourself on hard, dry ground, looking up at the sky, then at your watch. Five minutes pass, and the sky is again covered with black clouds. You take a metal plate out of your backpack and cover your head with it. A few seconds later, you are hit by heavy rain and hail. Giant balls of ice knock on the metal shield, but you go calmly and even with a smile on your face. The ground becomes wet and loose from icy rocks. When the hail ends, you pull out all the heat-insulating materials from under your clothes and hide them in your backpack. Then you lay out a few long spokes of steel. The spokes are wrapped with copper wire. You connect the spokes to each other, making one long antenna. You stick it in the ground and run away. After the hail from the rain clouds, lightning strikes the ground. More precisely, it hits the lightning rod you've just built. You wait for the storm to end, then take the lightning rod apart and return it to your backpack. An intense heat begins. You drink some melted snow and break your way through the desert. The earth trembles, and your adventure begins again. Earthquakes, carbon dioxide, fires, floods, snowfall, tsunamis, lightning, and again and again and again. With the help of a compass, you continue your journey and reach your goal a few months later. You see a long antenna sticking out of the ground. This is a place mark for entering an underground city. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.